Welcome to Confessions of an Obese Child. This is a podcast that deals with early childhood trauma, disordered eating, binge eating, and more. We discuss self-loathing, triggering to binge eating, and then many post-weight loss topics like survivor's guilt, the body positive movement, and more. And we interview formerly overweight children as well. So please join us for another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. I hope you're doing well today. Back with another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. So I'm really sorry about the audio. I don't know what happened. I'm back in my house, but my mixer's not working. and I don't know what's wrong with it. So it's going to be suboptimal audio until I figure something out. Uh, in about two to three weeks, I'm celebrating my 30th anniversary of keeping off my 100 pounds of weight for 30 years. Now, I mentioned in the last episode that I have gained some weight, but still, overall, I've kept my weight off. And it's something to be proud of. We'll have an episode on that shortly. You know, compared to The Awakened Man and certainly Femaleistic Autopathicary, Confessions is more of like my confessional, <laughs> hence the title, but my my more of my confessional kind of uh, outlet. Okay? It's the uh, the place where I just kind of vent about my the frustrations in my life. So it's not really a place for me to like give advice. Now the early episodes of course, if you're new to this, are the about the first 20 talk about my childhood. The things that happened to me in my childhood, what caused me to get fat, and then some of the trauma that happened to me. And then the 20 to about 40, 45 are about experiences in my adulthood after I'd lost my weight and how I was still dealing with a lot of the crutches of being an overweight child. I didn't really know how to move on. You know, you just don't blink in an eye and then you feel like you're a normal kid and you have normal eating habits. And you don't. You still have disordered eating even though you lost the weight, you died and lost the weight and you still feel like a fat, insecure loser kid in a normal body. So, and then the last 10 or so is just, you know, dealing with, um, the baggage, the vestige, the vestige, as they say. And it's not to say like my life isn't doing well and I'm not successful in certain things that I'm doing in my life, but it is frustrating. I pay quite a bit to child support, as some of you guys know. And it's uh, it's hard. It's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It is hard. It, the idea that I pay 50% to child support and that's not going away anytime soon. And it's on a decision... I didn't make, you know, I didn't make that choice. I didn't make the choice to leave my children. But given the court system and what it is, it doesn't matter. We have no no fault divorce. And so anybody can initiate divorce on anybody at any time. And typically it's the man who's going to be the, the one that loses the kids 85% of the time. And it's going to be the man who ends up paying because typically the man, the court will give the, the woman, uh, the kids 85% of the time. And therefore, you're paying child support, even though you could be like, no, I want 50-50. In most states, it's difficult to get 50-50. Now, depending on where you live, some states allow you to get 50-50. Uh, the state that I live in, you can only get 50-50 if the, if the baby mother consents. So it's just frustrating. So I'm living with this uh, sort of Damocles, this kind of albatross around my neck financially. And so imagine if you make $60,000, you are really making $30,000. If you're making $100,000, you are really making $50,000. If you're making $500,000, you are really making $250,000. And it's tough. It's tough. And 
I look back in my past and I think, well, you know, clearly the signs were there. I had a dysfunctional child and none of this is to blame. This is just like on an intellectual level tracking why things happened the way they did. So I had a turbulent childhood and because of that, you know, I had a, a alcoholic father who was a rageaholic, but he was kind. You know, I have a picture of him next to my nightstand. He died about 10 years ago and over I have fond memories of him and I know he tried the best he could. He had his own trauma. And then I had a distant mother who's still a distant, aloof, non-maternal mother. She's just off in her own world of, of focusing on herself like a narcissist. And so I, I think growing up, I didn't really get any, my father I loved. And then for my mother, I just, I just couldn't get any affirmation, validation like a four or five-year-old child would want. So growing up, of course, you know, you like girls, you think girls are pretty, and then you 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 pedestalize them, especially when you're an incel. And certainly I was an involuntary celibate. There's no question about it in high school. In middle school, I'd pine over these girls and they wouldn't give me the time of day and I'd get all upset. But then later I realized all the girls that I had crushes on weren't fat. So I mean I can't blame them. All the celebrity crushes I had were all regular weighted women. So how can I get mad at these women? I can't. I can't. But the feeling of rejection hurts. So even after I lost the weight, I was definitely a, a people pleaser of girls. Definitely. Because I never had them. I wanted to kiss them. I wanted to be with them. And like a lot of men watching Disney and watching rom-coms, you think that you have to be the nice guy. Plus, I had this underlying fear of abandonment that a lot of sons of single moms have that you feel like you have to please all women because you had to please your mom because you're worried that you're, since your dad wasn't around, in my case, my dad was around, but he was kind of a you know, working all the time and he was a rageaholic, that you didn't want to disappoint your mom because your mom would leave theoretically in your mind and then and then and then and then your life would really be crappy because then you'd be stuck with a rageaholic father. So I would always people please her. I would please her and then as a, as an extension I ended up pleasing all women. And so as I got older I was the nice guy. And the thing is, I was a nice guy even when I was fat. Because when you're fat, you don't want people really focusing on the fact that you're fat. You focus on, you want them to focus on other things. So that's why a lot of fat guys become like the court jester, right? The funny guy. They're the funny guy. You see this in a lot of movies. Is they'd rather distract than actually just being name called the whole time. So you're just the funny guy. Funny guy. So as it is, I had that that kind of baggage of being the fat kid, wanting to be the funny guy, not not having things focused on me. And so you have that that thing, and then you have just the the kind of grass is greener. I never kissed a girl. I never had a woman. So you know, it's not surprising then then in my relationships, like with my ex wife, and I have videos, I have episodes here on on like you know, my my secret binge eating behind her back back in college, and then later on we lived in Alaska. It's not surprising that uh, you know I, I lost frame because I probably never had frame. I was just the nice guy, the trying to be the nice husband and giving my wife whatever I wanted. And of course, I was failing every possible shit test. As we talk about over at The Awakened Man, if you're always failing shit tests, you, you, you think short term this, the woman's going to be nicer to me. But in fact, she's going to hate you more because these are all tests that you need to demonstrate your masculinity. And if you're always caving into her, she's going to think you're going to cave into the 
the predator, the saber-toothed tiger, whatever Paleolithic wine that she still has, because we're essentially just still in the Paleolithic era. So it's not surprising what happened with the, the end of my marriage. So I really, in some ways, I can't blame her. In some ways, it's my fault because I didn't maintain praying. Right. So I'm in the situation where I never see my kids, rarely see my kids, and I pay child support to kids that I never see. And a lot of it has to do with my childhood. I didn't really have strong masculine role models, and I was just an incel. And you know, incels are much, 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 much more susceptible to getting denapped, to to falling in love, so to speak, because it's just they're parched for thirst, right? They're just so thirsty to have a woman in their life. And so they're more likely to make mistakes and fall in love and all these things. And that's what happened with me. So it's frustrating. Maybe some of you men who are listening to this can relate to this. When you are an incel and you don't get women, you're much more likely to settle. You're much more likely to take on a woman who might be overweight or old or, or have rage issues or cluster B tendencies because you're just so desperate to have one. You're one that doesn't know you're the king or the catch. You're 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 gonna you're gonna take on a woman that is pretty much any woman. I mean, a tattoo later woman or whatever, because you don't think you can you can do better, and you're just so desperate, and you don't realize your inherent assets that maybe you could do something better. And a lot of this does come from childhood. This is why I talk about at the awakened man how we got to purge our demons, got to purge our childhood demons, because early childhood trauma leads us to pick women that necessarily won't be good for us later on. And this is not uncommon. This is why when we're trying to optimize all aspects of our life, our financial health, our, our physical health, and, and emotional health, the financial health is certainly is, is, is precarious with me because I pay 50% to child support. But in terms of, of the emotional, psychological, that's why you got to purge your relationship thirst and realize you're the king or the catch. And part of that is that you have to purge any addictions that you have, like porn, alcohol, overeating, a lot of that comes from childhood trauma or PTSD from dating. Because it's all coming from your childhood. A lot of it comes from your childhood. And unless you rectify that by therapy and other means, um, you're going to end up making poor decisions in your adulthood. They're going to end up blowing you up in the face. And I made poor decisions. Like I'd see, It's very easy for me to blame all the women in my life. But again, that is, and we talked about this, I think, over at the, the Awakened Man. That is a victim mentality. Right? You have no agency in the choices that you made. You did have agency. I had agency. We all said yes. Now, in retrospect, we can say that these these decisions were 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 kind of obfuscated by not seeing things clearly because again of nice guy syndrome, early childhood trauma, or whatever. But we still have to take agency. We we made these choices. We said these vows. We lost frame. We became beta. Whatever it is, I mean, we have to take agency. And I know. I understand. Women typically don't do these things. Women rarely ever say, I'm sorry, or I, I shouldn't have done this, or I'm, I, I have to take accountability for my actions. I wasn't the best spouse. You know, solipsism blocks them from seeing all that. We don't really have solipsism in the male mind, but women ooze it out. 
solipsism. And so that prevents him from saying these kind of statements that I just made. But it doesn't matter. It's neither here nor there. We have to do what's best for us. And part of it is healing our past childhood trauma, fixing it so our future will not get self-sabotaged and self-jeopardized by our mistakes that we don't even know when we're making them our mistakes because they're really colored by our early childhood trauma. So we always have to step back before we make any decision and, and kind of see what part of this decision making, my rational thinking that I'm making regarding this decision is colored by a scarcity mindset, early childhood trauma, fear of abandonment, fear of not being liked, all these things, and then step back and try to make a decision that's contrary to all of those things. Similar to what I say about shit tests, with shit tests, when a woman's giving you a shit test, you have to think long-term. If the two choices are, one is which makes me look nicer and which one makes me look more of an asshole, always pick the latter because in the long run, it's going to help you. Even though in the short run, she might be a little upset, but in the long run, she'll actually be happier with you. So think about these things. Introspection is so key, guys. It's so critical to your future and to your life. So you always have to be constantly, constantly introspecting. So think about that. Guys, Post an honest review for Confessions of an Obi Shot if you appreciate my content. Go back and check out the back episode you want to know about my childhood because I know some of you are new subscribers to The uh, Awakened Man, so you might want to check out the, the old episodes. The old episodes, I also talked about pop culture and so forth, and they were definitely longer. But check it out. And also, if you appreciate my content, please, uh, there's a link on the, for PayPal. Donate some money. Also, there's a link to my website, Naturopathic Earth, where you can check out all the articles that I have there and all the episodes of the, of the podcast are over there. If you go there on the homepage, you'll notice there's my two books, Confessions of an Obese Child and Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior. If you click on those, you can buy those on paperback or Kindle over at Amazon. Why are over there on Amazon? Anything that you buy within 24 hours by going through our link, so we get a 2% commission expense to you since I'm an Amazon affiliate. Last, as I mentioned, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man, Confessions of an Obese Child, and even, even the Female Holistic Health Apothecary. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thanks for listening to another episode of Confessions of an Obese Child. If you'd like to reach us, find us at our Facebook page, Naturopathic Earth Radio and Holistic Health News. Until next time, take care.